You're listening to the On The Rise podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs as we make our way to the top. Here is your host, known as the property shark, Mr. John Lee. John Lee here, also known as The Property Shark, and welcome back to another episode of the On The Rise podcast. Today joining us, we have Joe Sinclair. She's an author, international speaker, and executive coach. Jill, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. <laughs> Woo! Let's get right into it. Yeah. And first of all, I brought you a copy of my book, How okay. So Sophisticate, and I know you haven't read it yet, so here you no. go, my friend. It is a short and sweet book. It's called The, the uh, Pocket Hustle Edition. And I even say in the back of it, you don't need to buy yourself another book to learn, but you, since you bought this, read it quickly and get into action. Because people know innately what they need to do. They're just choosing not to do it. Mm. Right? We talked about that before. Yeah. They're choosing not to do it. So you didn't do this because of, oh, I was busy, I was this, I was that. Bullshit. Mm. You chose not to do it. Right. Just, just, just say that, okay, you know what? I chose not to make that call. I chose not to email that person. I chose that. And then you get more powerful in the way you're presenting yourself. And then when you realize everything is a choice, you start becoming more intentional with that. Isn't that beautiful? Wow. It's magic. That is, that is. So what was your inspiration when you were writing this book and why did you make it a, a pocket form versus you know how most books they are like on and on and on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do a lot of research. I talk to a lot of people and when I first started discussing my business book, because I've written two other books that were not business, they're just really fun books. And I said, I asked like about a hundred people, how many business books have you read front to back? And I promise you not one of them said they read the entire book. I'm like, why the hell am I going to write a 500, 600 page book when no one's reading the full thing? Mm -hmm. So literally when I started Hustler Sophisticate, I just thought I need to bring the goods and I need to bring it fast. I need to have things that you can implement into your life right away. And so for me, that was super important to keep it to the facts and to what I know works Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to blow unicorn smoke up your ass. I think that's one of the titles in there. (laughs) (laughs) Love it already. (laughs) Because that's not going to serve you at all. I'm going to call you to the mat. I'm going to tell you what it is and it's just going to be up to you to put it into action or not. Now the hustler sophisticate name, Mm. dude, I've been hustling since I was a kid. I mean, I used to be a drug dealer. So that was my first hustle gig. (laughs) Uh, Not, you know, it it is what it is. Right. Uh, And now I'm, I'm doing things legally. And so for me, hustler means a go-getter, someone who's enterprising, someone who sees opportunities in everything they do. And sophisticated is someone who, who understands how to carry themselves, who understands the nuances of, of cultures and understands how to communicate with people. So that's where that name came from. So very wow. exciting. And that's also the name of my speaker series and my business boot camps. So uh, my first one, my Hustler Sophisticate Speaker Series, say that 500 times. So my first one was March of 2019. So like just really over a year ago, mm. and I brought in Ryan Serhant, the big star from, from Million Dollar Listing. Yeah, yeah. Love, love, love Ryan. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that was a big deal. And then from that, I secured an appointment with Josh Altman from the Million Dollar 
our listing franchise in LA and we were supposed to be on a tour March of 2020 and of course COVID hit and so we're on a delay on that one so again we talked before about how you build your life and how you build momentum my friend and this is how you do it once you get you know one good get then you go after the next and the next and the next because it just snowballs off itself you know mm. and that's if you sit and rest on your ass well then that's what you're doing. You're sitting and resting on your ass. Like you're not pursuing the next step, right? Yeah. So you have to just be hungry enough to want it and hungry enough to call yourself on your bullshit. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Love it, love it. So for all the listeners who are just tuning in, we're with Jill Sinclair here. She's an executive coach, author, international speaker. Uh, we're talking about her book, Hustler Sophisticate, um, the No Bullshit Pocket Edition. Yeah. Pocket Hustle Edition. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. So, um, Jill, um, where can people get more information about this book and, and can they get Amazon. their hands on it? Oh, oh dude, go to Amazon. Um, and I'm super excited and proud to say that the some of the people that have given, well, all the people that have given their, their, um, uh, tidbits online are, they're all over this. They're like five star, five star, five star, because I just, like I said, I tell you how it is. I tell you my experiences so you can learn from them and learn the good and learn the bad, but just implement this into action and then you will definitely find success because it's just, it's not full of fluff. You know, it's full of tangible, actionable things. So go to amazon.ca, go to amazon.com and you can buy the book there. That's yeah. super exciting. And other than the really, really cool and neat titles of the book, and we've gone over one of them, um, Flushing Your Bullshit Down the Toilet, I think yeah. was one of the titles of the book. Um, what is a, a, a key nugget in there that people can, can look forward to and be excited about? Well, the biggest thing is being intentional with your life and, and literally calling yourself out on the bullshit and saying, you know what, your excuses are exactly that. They're just simply excuses. And now everyone has their own version of success and what it means to them. And so whether the success might be a certain amount of money or a better relationship or maybe all of these things together well look at what that is and how do you get there and you know you've heard the term reverse engineering right mm. so you you say okay this is my goal and how do i how am i going to get there so then you just back it up back up that bus <laughs> and then come up with a plan right so yeah. um it's just i mean if you if you looked at i don't have my glasses on but if you looked at the uh, the table of contents right yeah and looking at you know do you deserve success well yeah you do mm. you know if you believe you do and you mentorship do you need a coach do you need a mentor not necessarily like some people are self-driven some people call themselves out on their bullshit call a couple of other out it. there yeah because uh, even here it's like uncovering your why and yeah uncovered your why now what it's almost like you're asking yourself a series of questions to dive into knowing yourself better and yeah. really getting to the core of what you're about and like rediscovering yourself Hundred percent, yeah, yeah. It's sequential, right? So it's not it like, is. okay, here's this and this and this, and then how do you tie it all together? It's all about, okay, who are you? What do you really want out of life? And do you want to challenge yourself? Do you want to get to the next step? And these are some, some things that I've come up with with some of my clients, you know. That's beautiful. And so it's all about what has not only me, but what have some of my clients done? What have they done to come over their success barriers, right? Their success blockers. I, I term that on my on my. Um, on my website, you know, I help people to uncover their success blockers. And in essence, what that just means is you've got these success blockers that are right here just under the surface. And it's my job to uncover them and present them to you. And we go through it together so you can actually take steps forward to your success, right? Because everyone's got everyone. I don't care who you are. You've got some sort of excuses that become your success blockers in life. Mm 
And when we uncover that and the simple things that we did earlier, it's just so easy once you start to reset your brain. So the, the biggest examples uh, and the biggest things for people to learn from this is getting out of your own way mm-hmm. and stepping forward and, and getting rid of your excuses. Quite, mm. quite simply, I mean, th- those are the key things in life, right? 100%. Yeah. Love it, love it. Wow. So, yeah, so for everyone just tuning in, again, all our listeners, Jill Sinclair, go check her book on Amazon. It's your no BS edition of Hustle and How to Hustle. So, Joe, I kind of want to back it up a little bit to when you were kind of just starting. You said you had the hustle in you when you were growing up, um, and it started with drugs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yay, Jill. Woo. I hope every young person is listening to this cares yeah. movie now. Um, I, I'm always curious to hear about kind of my guest kind of background growing up and kind of how they discovered their hustle. Like, was did you, were you born with it? Was it because of your circumstances that kind of caused you to kind of go out and get what you want in life because you had to and you had no choice kind of like where did the hustle come from yeah the hustle came from necessity uh for survival so i grew up in a a really shit household full of abuse and abandonment of every kind so so for me the whole thing was escaping home well if you could call it home escaping the house that we all lived in uh, to, to survive Right, and then when I was out there at school or whatever it was, it was always okay. It's Jill against the world because no one else is going to be there for me, right? So for me, starting getting into drugs and starting to sell the drugs, it was about me asserting myself and and having some sort of power in in a way. Because if I could sell drugs and I'd get the respect from people, I'd get the fear, I would get all these things. And also, I would be able to keep them at a distance, if that makes sense. Because mm. if people feared me, then they'd stay away from me, right? Right. Unless they were buying my drugs, right? <laughs> but, I mean, the whole concept is, is, you know, when you have money, money equals freedom. And I, I, I think I realized that at a, very, at a very young age because we didn't have a lot of it. And then the choices of what you spend it on, right? So selling drugs allowed me to have money to buy my booze because booze was more of a thing for me back then. So I remember grade eight getting hammered on a on a Mickey of vodka, right? Yeah. That was that was my thing. I uh, saw other people acid and mushrooms and and you know ganja, all this kind of fun stuff, and just the regular old marijuana. Um, and so for me, it was always like that. But it wasn't like I was this confident person doing this. Like I said, it was out of necessity. So in my life, I have had sixty five jobs. Yeah, 65, 65 jobs. jobs. Now, it's funny because I'm, in speaking with someone else, they kind of looked very shocked at me. And I told someone about maybe a month ago about this. And I'm like, well, Joe, are you proud of that? Or are you, you know, embarrassed about that? I'm like, no, it's just a fact. It's right. just a fact, you know what? And here's the thing. This is what makes me so good at what I do is because mm. I've seen so many different industries. I've seen so many different environments that I understand how to succeed in each one of them because I've come from some failure, I've come from some success, right? And so for me, exploring different occupations has been a beautiful, beautiful experience because I've been able to like taste and test and try and do, right? And I've always kind of gone from one fluidly into the next, you know? And so for me, it's been, it's been a really great experience because I've always been open to new possibilities, right? There's a whole thing with this, even in the book, talking about being open to possibilities, open up to uh, the, you know, changing your habits and changing, change, your why changes throughout your life, right? But changing your habits to be able to gain a greater sense of success so you understand the sense, what the success is, and also gain a greater success in those things that you want. So whether it's monetary gains or you know, lifestyle or, or relationships or whatever that is, right? So, mm-hmm. so it's been it's been an interesting ride for sure. <laughs> I 
That's really great, Jill. Um, and from your point of view, I guess, what was the biggest tipping point in your life where, um, again, you were just kind of doing things to seek val outside validation and kind of out of necessity, but um, where to a point you were really confident in yourself? Like where, how did that transition happen from oh, you dude, attaching yeah. confidence to external sources to like it being like inner confidence? You know, it's interesting because it's, it's still a process. It literally is still a process. I know that I'm still someone who is still proving herself. That will be me until I'm pushing daisies. It's just, it's just in my nature. It's something about, you know, like why well, I'm doing that contest, Head Start with Jill. It's a free contest in the middle of a freaking pandemic, right? But for me, it's like I've, I've, I've committed to doing it. So how dare me not do everything in my human capacity to make it happen, right? And so for me, it, again, success and confidence, they're kind of two separate things, right? So myself and most other people aren't. Most people want to get it right and they want to do this and oh my God, I can't start this until it's perfect or this or that. Well, that's bullshit excuses, right? Whereas me, I just jump in and I say, I'm doing this. Oh God! And then I jump in the deep end, and then I have, have to figure my shit out. Like I completely have to figure my shit out. So it's interesting. So even my first Hustler Sophisticate Speaker Series when I brought Ryan Serhant, right? Mm. So when that was decided, I'm like, holy shit! Now I've got to get sponsors on board. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And this is in one of my talks I talk about. I, there's so many things I have to do. But now, like my name is on the line. My name is online. If this doesn't come through, it's on me. It's on no one else, right? And then my my business boot camp, same thing. Oh my God, I've already claimed to the universe and everyone else, it's on event, right? If this doesn't come to fruition, my name's in the mud, right? My you know, my my head start with Jill program, the this free contest. If this doesn't come to fruition, it's my name on the line, right? So again, I'm still proving myself, but I'm doing it for the right reasons, you know what I'm saying? Because because when I'm doing my my boot camps or whether I'm doing my speaker series, whether I'm doing my my nonprofits, I'm doing it for the better good of, of humanity. Really, I'm helping people to uncover their success blockers. So with my confidence, you said you know Jill, where does that come from? Where did it start? It's a continual process mm -hmm. because I'm just stepping into always something new, something new, something new, because I always want to challenge myself, like. Part of me thinks, you know, oh my God, Jill Sinclair, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, oh, like seriously, like what, what, really? And then I'm like, yeah, Jill, you made a promise to yourself. You made a promise to all these people that are counting on you. Mm. So for me, I always, always jump in the deep end and then I figure it out. And not many people are comfortable with that. You know, they're not comfortable with that at all. They're like, oh, I need to figure everything out first. Well, guess what? That's just an excuse. You know, I need to, I need to figure out how to do this podcast. I need to figure out how to do this. Well, no, just start doing it. Just start doing it and be imperfect because you're never going to be fully ready ever, 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 right? If you wait until everything came in, in alignment, you'd be waiting until you're pushing daisies, right? Yeah. So for me, like I said, and, and this is something like jumping in the deep end, you've got no choice but to figure that shit out. Like you just have to, right? That's amazing, Jill. And for all listeners tuning in, wow, Jill just dropped a huge knowledge bomb of confidence being the willingness to try and mm. really over time as you continue to build on that your confidence will grow um, and it's just a matter of doing it as as you were saying Jill um, and I guess from all of your 
coaching or um, even the, the students, the, the, the Eastland boys that, that your charity work, we can get into that too in a bit. Um, but what are some of the biggest success blockers that people have, like from your experience, like w- working with people and why do people have them? Stories in their heads that they want me to publish for them. We've talked about that before. You know, if someone is always having the same excuse, same excuse, and I, I literally always look them in the eyes, would you like me to publish that story for you? That's in your head, right? And they're like, what? What do you mean? Well, you know, you keep on telling yourself the same story. So really what it is, is there's a talk that I do and I say, you know, um, and I always have these these uh, signals for it. It's just recognize the excuses that come out of your mouth. So what are those excuses? I don't have enough time. I've never done it before. This, this. Well, what are those? Well, if you've never done it before, big deal. Now it's going to be your first time then. You know what I mean? Like everyone, like you didn't ride a bike before, but yeah, you you nailed that. You mm. didn't make coffee before, but you nailed that, right? So yeah. it's just an excuse. So once you recognize those excuses, then it's time to change your mindset. So once your mindset, you, you're able to change that. And what's the mindset? The mindset is often something that we're, we're you know, it's usually imprinted at a younger age you're not good enough, you'll never be good enough, you're not worthy, all, all, again, all the bullshit, right? Or you're gonna fail at things, right? So once you recognize them and see them for what they are, like this book, I'm seeing this, this is a book, right? So I'm seeing it for what it is. Once you recognize it for what it is, then your next step is to stop it in its tracks and then make a tangible, actionable plan for that. So that's like, that's the plan that you do, right? So there's three steps. So recognize the excuses, change your mindset, and then create an actionable plan, right? Because without any of those steps, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be faulting all through life. So when you start to implement those, and they're super simple things to implement into your life, your life will start to change. Like, period, hands down, that's it, right? Because a lot of people, they play with their shit because they're used to it. They're used to it, right? And it's something that is comfortable for them. And they'll keep on complaining, they'll keep on complaining. Whereas I say, okay, enough of your shit. I'm no longer going to play with that. I'm going to flush that down the toilet because it's not serving me at all. So when you have those friends or yourself that they complain about the same thing again, maybe it's their job, their spouse, whatever it is, and you listen to them the first time, well, because you're a good friend. You listen, you know, and then, but the next time you're over their place, playing with it again, guess what? They've just handed you their shit and you're willingly playing with it, right? Are you pitching that? That's, that's... <laughs> so you're playing with their shit, right? So the third time you see this friend of yours, they're complaining about the same piece of shit. So now you have a choice. Now, because you're recognizing this, you have a choice to continue to help them to play with their shit Mm -hmm. or love them enough to say, you know what, I'm out, I'm out. You know what, this is about time that you flush your shit because it's the same thing that you're complaining about again and again. And you know what, I will have no more part of it. And that's not easy to say to someone you love Mm. or care about or even yourself, saying it to yourself. But if you do love someone and care about someone, yourself included, then you will actually take that step to do it. You know, and I, I did a post today saying that, you know, how some people say, oh, I'm too nice to bring this up. Mm. I'm too nice to bullshit. I don't want to hurt their feelings. No, no, or, no. Yeah. They, their problem, that person that says they're too nice, they're actually wanting to be liked too much. And they're valuing being liked over helping someone. Or or, or they, they, they want to be liked because they, you know, they, they don't want to get in someone's way. They don't want to, you know, stir the pot. They don't want to do all this stuff. Well, shit, I've been stirring the pot forever. You know what I mean? Mm. Like for me, because I will always stand up for what's right. I will always give my opinion and in a caring way, 
but I won't let someone steamroll me with their bullshit because it's their bullshit. You know what I mean? So for me, it's all about living my purpose, living my life and not accepting less for it, right? So the whole thing is, if you're continuing to play with someone else's poo, you're just as culpable with that. Wow. You haven't flushed it. That's insane. So for, again, back to the making up excuses, this, the person that says I'm too nice yeah. is an excuse to oh, yeah. for them to be selfishly yes. looking after their own best interests versus actually doing what's right, which is helping them and addressing this. 100%. Wow. 100%. Yeah. So it's so interesting because, you know, well, like, I'm too nice. Well, no, you want to be liked too much. You want to be liked over and above. So oftentimes this happens when there's new managers. Say someone has been appointed to a manager and all of a sudden, oh, you know what? John's been late three times now, and but I'm too nice. You know what? He probably has problems at home. Okay. Well, you just accepted that behavior and you're not being too nice. You're being spineless and you're not caring enough about your company, your business, yourself, or this person to actually stand up for what's right, period. Mm -hmm. You know. And so for me, it's about caring enough about someone to have expectations about them and sharing those expectations so that they can meet them. You know. And I mean, there's two schools of thought with expectations. Oh, you shouldn't have expectations in life, and then you won't be disappointed. I'm like, fuck that. You know. <laughs> it's just you know what you you know for you and I, you had the expectation I would be here on time today. If you didn't have that expectation, well, shame on you. I anticipated being here early. You know. And then there's construction. Then I did a loop de loop, but I was still here on time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm always if I'm not five minutes early, I'm ten minutes late. In the whole saying, right? So for me, it's my intention and the expectations. And if you continue to accept bad behavior, again, you're playing with that poo yourself. You're accepting it, right? So, so when you elevate your expectations of yourself, then others around you will also get elevated because they're starting to see that you are no longer accepting their bullshit. You're no longer accepting less than what you deserve. So they're like, oh, I don't need to up my game. You know mm -hmm, what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you even said that when we first came in with the energy, you're like, oh my God, like this is contagious. Well, good behavior and, and positive vibes are contagious. So how about we spread that shit around? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like pixie dust, you know? Yeah. Love it, love it. Yeah, so every, all the listeners are tuning in. Once again, here with Jill Sinclair, executive coach, author, international speaker, and we're talking about playing with your shit. That's exactly yes, we what we're talking about. <laughs> well, we're talking about flushing that yeah, shit. Flushing that flushing shit. Flushing that shit, yeah. But most people are playing with it. Yeah. Which is complaining and accepting bad behavior and being complacent where they are. And excuses. Excuses are just excuses, right? I mean, let's go back to just a really simple one that all your listeners and viewers can, can attest to. I'm too busy. Really, are you too busy? So that means that you've got no time for yourself. You've watched no television. You've watched no no Netflix. You've not been on your phone. You've not you know laid on the couch for three hours. Uh, tell me more about how busy you are, you know. And they're like, shit. Oh yeah. And then oh by the way, I saw you playing golf on Saturday for eight hours. Hmm, how was that? Hmm, okay. Right. Mm -hmm. So once you call people on their bullshit, they're like, okay, well, you caught me. I'm like, well, I didn't catch you. You just, you know, you're lying to yourself. It doesn't matter to me. It really doesn't. I could care less. But for you, why do you continue to lie to yourself? You know what? Or like the whole thing, I don't have the time. Don't have the time. No, you've not made the time. So one of my videographers, he had, he was um, going to be editing something for me, but I had to review it first. And this was a couple of months back when I was speaking at UBC. And uh, he messaged me, hey, Jill, have you done your, your uh, have you looked through the video yet? And I said, and I was very intentional with myself. And I said, uh, no, I haven't taken the time 
I didn't say I didn't have the time. I, ha I haven't taken the time. I've had time. I've just chosen not to, right? So, mm -hmm. no, dude, I haven't taken the time. Uh, my promise to you is I'll have it done by, by Sunday at 11 or whatever it was, right? And I got it done by Sunday at 10, right? Mm -hmm. So, again, when we're more intentional with our words that we use, the more we actually accomplish and the more we stay true to our promises that we make to ourselves, right? When you keep on saying, oh, I don't have the time, bullshit you have the time you're choosing not to make the time just say you know what i've chosen not to do that today i've chosen not to do that right now and then the more you say that you're like shit i keep on choosing like all the lazy things now i'm, I'm going to choose to make 10 cold calls today i'm going to choose to ask for that raise i'm going to choose life i'm going to choose these things right mm. it's just so much more powerful right so when you now now like once you know better you're gonna do better right so now you're gonna be really watching your language and I know you will you're like oh crap you know Jill's Jill's you know in my head still like and also the word try mm. the word try what do you think about the word try? try oh I'm gonna try to do that try means I am going to not attempt to do it, <laughs> but I'm gonna say try because it sounds better than saying no. How many, if you really, if you really looked at how many people per day use the word try that you you come in contact with? Hard to even say, right? But there's people quite, every single day. You're quite right about anything, even like you said, versus um, getting back to you on a on a set time. I promise to get you this information by this time, yeah. they will say, I will try to. Yeah, so listen to this. Instead of saying, I will try to, I'm wondering, will you go to the store and get milk? Or will you try to go to the store to get milk? Hmm. <laughs> now, isn't that interesting? Like, That's that is so simple. But look at that. Are you gonna try to go to the store to get some milk? I'm just gonna go to I need some milk Jill I'm gonna go to the freaking yeah. store and get some milk some oh milk. okay so how about we adopt that conversation into our regular lives <gasps> there you go right instead of saying I'm gonna try well no I am doing this like I'm gonna I'm writing a book I wrote a book I wrote three books a friend of mine uh, I grew up with and he's written three books actually as well kind of funny uh, but he he got published early on like this was years ago I remember telling him when I was writing my first book and he said well Jill are you, are you, are you going to finish it? And I'm like, why would I start something and not finish it? Like, I didn't even understand the question. Like, for me, there was just no other option but finishing the book. And yet now, being an author of three books, do you know how many people come to me, oh, Jill, I want to write a book. I'm like, then just write it. What? Well, I don't have time. No, you're choosing not to make the time. Next. Like, I, I got no time for that bullshit, right? Mm. I wrote my book like after my work hours, I mean, I've been self-employed forever, but I chose times to write my book. I chose those times to, you know, edit my book. I chose those times to, to, to do what was needed. And so for me, it was, it, again, it's always about choice, right? So if you want to write a book, then write a fucking book. Just mm. do it, you know? And the more excuse, it goes back to the excuses. The more excuses you have, the more excuses you're going to play with. And the more content you're going to be playing with your poo, mm. right? Because it's easy. It's easy being mediocre. It's easy being vanilla. And I'm not saying it's <laughs> it's hard to write a book because it's super easy once you commit yourself to it. It's super easy right. to be a triathlete if that's what your jam is. Like it's easy once you commit to whatever it is. 
And so for people to continue, oh, but I just don't have what it takes. I'm like, okay, well then stop telling yourself you want to write a book. <laughs> you know, like right. why are you in this fantasy world in your head if you don't really want to, like if you want to write a book, you would write a book, period, if you really wanted to. If you keep on telling yourself and other people, oh, yeah, I'd like to write a book one day. Well, one day is never going to happen, my friend. You know, there's that saying, if, if wishes were horses and beggars would ride. <laughs> I, I just I just read that. Uh, but again, I mean, we can wish and yeah, wish and wish, but 100%. if we don't have the action behind it, we're never going to accomplish jack shit. Now, okay, so to that point, when people choose to complain versus taking action, back to the writing the book analogy, is it because their lack of passion or interest in actually doing it, and they're just saying that because they saw someone else who did it, and they wanted to kind of, you know, follow the, the herd, the herd mentality. I think that's a huge part of it. So I think there, there, there's many different answers to that. You're absolutely bang on right with that one. Um, because people, they like, oh, I want to be a part of this. So they want to be a part of the conversation, right? But again, if you're truly passionate about something, you will make it happen. And some people say, oh, Joe, you're so lucky you get to do this and this and this. I'm like, no, no, no. Guess what? I am more committed than you are. This is why you're not accomplishing things because you're not committed to yourself. Again, period. Period, right? So they use it as an excuse as well. You know, there's some people that actually they do say they want to write a book, yeah. but they're not, the passion's not there. Right. The passion is not there because if the passion was there, they would move heaven and earth to write that book. They just would, right? So part of it is like it's a want, but it's not an innate need and passion that is just gnawing at them, you know, night and day. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's funny because with me, I just started writing. I, I never thought necessarily when my first book came out, I think five years ago, I never really thought, oh, I'm, I'm going to write three books. It just, I just started to do it. Like again, I just jump in the deep end and I just start doing things. I just do it. I don't think about that. Like I didn't, I didn't even think that I, I wanted to be a speaker. I just kind of came into it, right? Because of mm. the other stuff that I was doing. And I didn't think that I wanted to be a TED speaker. I'm like, oh my God, I'm now a TED speaker, right? Because I see other people go like, oh my God, like I want to be a TED speaker more than anything. I'm like, okay, well, you just need to move forward into it it and just do it. Like if you, if you get the confidence, the confidence is the willingness to try. Correct. Well, the first time I spoke on stage wasn't all that memorable to me. I mean, I reached a couple of people and I realized like, oh my God, like this, the potential to reach more people and change people's lives, like this is what my jam is. And I just crafted and crafted, you know, or, or perfected my craft mm. and continue to do so because it's my job. It's what I do for a living. So for me, I continue to work on myself so I can bring a more powerful message to the people that are listening. You know, so for me, is my passion about this? You bet you it is, right? You can yeah, see it, right? I feel it. Yeah, I but with me, it. like, but, but I just, I keep on creating and so my whole life is a passion, you know? And, wow. and so it's not just... It's not one thing, because I feel like people have like the misconception that the passion is like one particular activity or thing or point in time. It's yeah. like, oh, I'm passionate about like writing a book or I'm passionate about like golfing. Like, but it's not. It's uh, when you put it like that, like your life is a series of yeah. passions, like, passions yeah. and that are just put together beautifully. And it's like an art piece almost. Oh, 100%. I love that. I love that. Yeah, because, again, so when I speak about uncovering your why, yeah. and uncovering your why, your why is fluid and it changes throughout your life. But guess what the one commonality is throughout your entire life? It's you. 
You are the one commonality in your why, so with a passion, it's exactly like that. Like with me, I don't know, like people keep on saying, Joe, you need to have your own podcast. I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, you know, I might have it, I might not. It's just, it's not on my radar right now to do it, not for any reason, and there's no excuses. I'm just like, I'm not sold that I should be doing it with my right. time. That's mm-hmm. why, right? So for me, if it's if it's if I decide to do it, then I'm going to go all in. Period. I'm not waiting for something. I just I don't think it's the right time. Not excuse me. It's just not not my thing right now. It's not. Yeah. It's not. You don't take the time. it's, ah, like, it's not my. It's not my thing. Yeah, it's not 100%. my thing, right? So, but what what is my thing is is changing people's lives in the way I'm doing it right now. And even oh my god, so this contest I'm going to share with okay, you the contest. I love this. Let's so, get into it. Head Start with Jill is an absolutely 100% volunteer run nonprofit female founded initiative for BC youth. What? None yeah. Other than Jill Sinclair. <laughs> so. Spoke at UBC, uh, Sutter School of Business, which is our largest university in Vancouver. And yeah, and so that was in in, uh, February when people were just kind of talking about COVID. Mm. And then the youth that came up, oh my God, John, it was just amazing. And they're like, you know, you've changed my life. And oh my God, no one speaks to us like this, like bringing it to us real and raw and like with no apologies, but also done in love because she, you know, I care, right? Yeah. And so as I was driving home at midnight, I realized I've got to do something bigger than myself. Oh my God, I've got to do something to help the, the, these the, youths, the youth, right? right? And I realized, oh, I'm going to do Head Start with Jill. Woo! And what Head Start is, it's a contest that, that people between the ages of 19 to 25 in BC are going to submit a video up to two minutes, who they are, what lights them up, like what excites them, what, what gets them out of bed in the morning, aside from their mom and dad. <laughs> And, breakfast. <laughs> I know, right? And then um, what would winning a head start mean to them? Wow. Simple. So there's no barriers to entry. You don't have to be a university or college student. You can you can be unemployed. You can be employed. It doesn't matter. You just need to be in that age group and be a BC resident. So video submissions begin September 1. So we're coming up on that. That's super. It's next week. It's yeah. yeah. So September 1 to October 31st okay. that we're accepting them. And then what the person gets to win. Listen to this. Woo! Oh, damn. So they win one year business coaching with me, wow. a, a mentor in whatever business area that they believe that they want to get into. So if they want to get into law or real estate or engineering, whatever it is, right? Or, or you know, flowers. I have no idea, yeah, right? Because it could be anything. 100%. And then uh, they get a fitness trainer for a year. Innovative fitness, shout out to you. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Um, also stylist, a car for a year, a condo for a year. Oh, did Whoa. I mention that? Wow. Yeah, yeah. So super excited to be able to bring this. And literally, this is a head start in life. Because right now, our young people, more than ever, they need hope, help, purpose, and opportunity. Because And no one's giving it to them. Like, no one else. If I didn't do this, no one else would, right? And this is why I was saying the other day, holy shit, Jill Sinclair, what are you doing? Well, I'm helping people is what I'm doing, right? So for me, volunteering, I've got a great team of volunteers on board helping me with this as well. And we're here to change the world and one person at a time, you know? So so for me, so we're gonna choose the top 10. Okay. And then the beginning of November, they're gonna come before a business panel, much like Dragon's oh Den and Shark Tank. And then we're gonna choose the top three from that. So Jay Demerit, former captain of the Whitecaps, he's uh, one of our business panelists, which is super exciting. Wow. And I've got a, a couple more that we're keeping under wraps until middle of September to announce. <laughs> and it's just, again, no one has done this before. So when you say, you know, the excuse, oh, I've ne- it's never been done before. I don't care. Like, right. so let me do it. Let me be the first to do it, right? Wow. So go to headstartwithjill.com to find more information. Also, where we're keeping all the digits and all the, the swag and, and the gifts 
uh, is on Instagram. So go to Ms. Jill Sinclair, MS Jill Sinclair, and also go to uh, Head Start with Jill. You got to follow both accounts to, in order to to win. But also, we're giving us way swag on the daily, right? Which is I mean, well, yeah. on the weekly actually, I should say. Uh, we just gave a pair of signed cleats from Jada Merritt. Oh, I mean, gosh. we had limited edition uh, hats from the first F3 racing team in Canada. Uh, I mean, we've had really amazing things so far, and we're yeah, continue to do so. But, but again, John, this is why I'm doing this is because it needs to be done. It it it, it needs to be done to bring hope for our young people. So, um, I'm still looking for people to come on board as sponsors, to come on board with us, stand beside us, collaborate with us. You say you want change, but are you willing to make that change and be a change maker with us, right? Right, right. So that's my biggest thing, and uh, like right. Well, of course, I've got my clients, and then I've got this as well. So. And you know how do how how does she do how it do you all? Manage? You <laughs> so much time in the day. <laughs> like, I prioritize. I'm a time blocker extraordinaire, but also you know that saying: if you want something done, ask a busy person to do it. Because you know what we're so you know people that are that time block and take their lives seriously. We understand how to follow up. We understand when to follow up. We understand what needs to be done because we're so fired up by what we do. So when I wake up in the morning, hello, good morning, <laughs> yeah. right? Like Kevin Gordon as well. He says, I tell you, you know what? I cannot wait to get up for the day. Well, I cannot wait to get up for the day 100%. as well, right? The the joy that is in each every single day is just amazing. And, and, and the extent of the joy we get out of life is the extent that we put into it. Right. Interesting. So yeah. when people aren't happy with their life, that's because they don't make a commitment to put in the effort to work on themselves or 100%. their yeah. own life. Yeah. Like, it's, it all comes from here. Like, if you're not happy, look inside yourself because that's where it's coming from. Like, no one can, I cannot make you happy. I cannot make you sad. I cannot make you angry. You're choosing those emotions by our interaction, period, right? So if someone says about their partner, oh, he makes me so mad. No, actually, honey, you know, you're making yourself mad. Like you're choosing to be mad over the situation. It's your mm -hmm. choice. It's your choice, 100%, 100%, right? So again, when we take back the power of our choices in life, mm -hmm. it always, I mean, this is our common theme in our conversation. Your life is a choice. 100%. Your life is a choice, the yeah. The choices that you make, you know, such as I don't have the time or... You're not making the time. Yeah, making the time. And you're choosing to get angry repeatedly over the same thing because you're not changing here. Mm. If you're not changing your responses, then you're choosing to accept that behavior from yourself and from others. So, yeah, that's, that's it. That's amazing. For all the listeners who are just <laughs> tuning in, one last time, Jill Sinclair, executive coach, author, international speaker... Uh, we're just talking about Head Start with Joe. And, you know, Joe, thank you so much for joining us today. And to finally wrap things up here, uh, you know, what do you say to the youth, to, or to yourself even, the, the 21 year old self, the 21 year old Jill Sinclair, amidst the COVID, the pandemic, and all the uncertainty that's coming up, or even like life in general is, is, is so confusing right now. Like, you know, Probably some young people are wondering, like, I don't know what my why is, Jill. I don't know what my passion is. I don't know where to start. Like, what do you what do you say to, to your younger self or, or to, to the younger audience? Well, I'm not going to self-counsel my 21-year-old self. <laughs> that would be a long conversation. Yeah. So really what I would say is don't get caught up on what the hell your why is. Just don't. You can't because then all of a sudden you're starting to play with your poo because you're like, oh, I'm not going to get into action because I don't know what my why is. And they use that as an excuse. excuse. Yeah, see? 
how this comes around I again. I love that. So what I'm saying is, and the reason I share that I've had 65 jobs is that I've tasted every single flavor there is. Well, maybe not every single, but a lot of flavors. And that's okay. That is absolutely okay. So you don't need to know today what you want to do with the rest of your life. Because guess what? It should evolve. Like it should definitely evolve. So start to look at what do you like doing right now, today? Mm. Like do you, do you, are you a good gamer? Could you actually make money off being a video gamer with EA Sports? Who knows? Or do you like photography? Do you like to draw? Do you like to write? Like what do you like to do today? and start to just do more of it. That's it, like that's it. Start to try different things. You know, the biggest disservice I think a lot of parents and, and educators do is they don't allow people to experience different things. So like, okay, you're gonna be a, a lawyer, so you're gonna you know head down oh. on this pathway. Like, oh, don't stay. do that, like, right? Yeah, so no, 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 how about you get some other courses and introduce some other things for them so they can see, okay, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer, but I wanna be an archeologist. Right, but they didn't know what an archaeologist did, but now they do. Right, so if we can give them, uh, our young people, a more robust experience about what life is, and this is, what I'm going to be doing this this very robust program in 2021. It's going to begin, mm-hmm. and it's a mentorship internship program, and you don't have to be a university or college student to try different occupations. So it's not like you have to be enrolled to get an internship or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It is that <laughs> someone has sneezed. <laughs> you don't have That's to do serious. that. Um, but but in order to try different flavors, right? Because this is what the more I speak with people, the more I'm hearing what they're saying. Because it's not what I necessarily think is the right thing to do. It's right. what people are telling me, right? So young people, explore different opportunities. Explore different different options in life and don't be afraid to fail because failure is not a thing you're just getting a different different um result than what you anticipated right that's expectation it. versus reality that's it just a different result right. that's it it's not a failure you mm-hmm. ju- you should learn from that that's all right so and also young people just go to instagram and follow a head start with jill as well as ms jill sinclair thank all you right. so much jill thank you Thank you for listening to the On The Rise podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. The music composition and vocals is done by Graham Best. Your host, of course, is the property shark, Mr. John Lee. Have a wonderful day, and we will, of course, see you next time on our way to the top. Cheers. Cheers.